What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. January is uh, January is flying by. We did get some snow in New Jersey this week. My senior year of college, 2021, I feel like I was shoveling out my car every other day. I honestly, I remember my car got stuck one day. This was this was so bad. It was like the weekend that my unfortunately my grandmother had passed away, so I was just not really vibing. wasn't really wasn't really having a great time. And then I left to go home. And my car was parked in front of my ex-boyfriend's house because he lived one house behind me. Terrible. Um, And I had at the time like my little Volkswagen Jetta, which it doesn't take that much of a brain to know that that's not a great car for the snow. But my car got was just stuck. The wheels were spinning. I had to call my current boyfriend to come outside and push my car out of where it was stuck in front of my ex-boyfriend's house on the weekend that my grandmother had passed away and I was just not it was not a good time <laughs> I'll say I'm like laughing but it's not funny it was it was not a great time but the past two years we haven't really seen snow in Jersey which is alarming to me. Some people are like, ah, good. Like we don't need this snow. It's such a hassle. And like it is, you know, when you're, when you've got places to go and things to do, it can be a hassle, but global warming concerns me. And the whole no snow thing, I think is not really a great sign. So we got snow this week this was the first time that my wrangler has actually really seen the snow haven't had to put her in four-wheel drive yet it was very light fluffy snow but it's pretty i was driving to the gym today and i just got so in my head about like how cool snow is and everything is so white right now and you know you guys know i love la so much but like you don't get this out there and then it's cold and then i have to go inside that's the thing about snow. Like it's so beautiful and you want to be out there, but it's just so, uh, me and like 19 degrees don't really mesh well together. But yeah, my goal is to get back on a snowboard and be better at it this winter. I'm just kind of waiting to see what's good with my shoulder before I decide to throw myself down a mountain. Although I didn't really eat shit when I've snowboarded in the past. Like I, I fell, but I didn't eat shit there's a clear difference between you fall you bust your ass and you eat shit I would say I busted my ass a few times but I definitely did not eat shit (laughs) there's a difference okay anyway very excited because I booked a flight to see one of my best friends in San Diego like two weeks from now but this warranted a whole this 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 opened up a floodgate okay bear with me here so I'm talking to one of my friends who just moved to Huntington Beach like oh I'm coming to San Diego soon and he's like oh speaking of that I gotta tell you a story so really this has nothing to do with San Diego I just wanted to flex on you guys that I'm going to San Diego okay (laughs) oh god okay anyway I have this friend his name is Edward we call him Eddie 
he is in the Navy and he's not going back out onto the seas. So he moved to Huntington Beach. He has a herniated disc. I believe he said it's his S1. L, I forget which, it's L something in his S1, but his back is massively fucked, okay? He hasn't exercised in like eight months. He was underway for a lot of that, but I, when he came home to Jersey over like the holidays, I had him come see John at the gym and John fixed him up or not fixed him up. I mean, you can't like, chiropractors can't fix a herniated disc in case you weren't aware, but I don't know, John just treated him. Eddie went back to his uh, his his first workout in like eight months. You know, John suggested this is what I would do. This is what I would stay away from. Okay, so that's a little bit of a background on Eddie. Now, Eddie moves to Huntington Beach and he joins a gym. And right now he's joining an LA fitness. He was like defending it to me. He's like, I'm just joining right now because it's month to month. I'm like, hey, I don't, there's nothing wrong with an LA fitness. You know, they've got saunas. If you said Planet Fitness, I'd be like, no, you can't defend our country and go to Planet Fitness. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, not the point. So he's going to an LA Fitness and they're trying to push on him as all commercial gyms do. And I fucking hate this shit. They're like, oh, well, why don't you just come to our free training session? Like, you don't have to sign up for personal training, but we give you a free session. And then his head, he's like, I don't fucking need this. Like, I was an athlete. Like, I know what I'm doing, whatever, which... I'll say, Edward, we can all stand to learn a thing or two. Nobody's a pro here, but I get it. He didn't want some schmuck from LA Fitness. It just wasn't worth his time. But he decided, you know what? I'm curious because this isn't the, like this trainer doesn't look right. Let me just let me just go through this free session and see what it's about. So he shows up to the session. And he says to the guy, "Hey." Just so you know, herniated disc, S1, blah, blah, blah. Can't do any anything crazy. And the guy's like, okay, um, no worries. We're just going to do a HIIT workout. And Eddie's like, well, I'm just a little concerned because I'm just getting back into exercising and I don't really want to put too much stress on my spine and HIIT workouts, a lot of jumping and and whatnot. And he was like, no, 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 no. We're just going to work arms and chest and your quads and your hamstrings. And Eddie's like, so it's, so it's full body. But he's like, all right. And the guy goes, all right, we're going to start off at the tricep extension machine. And at this point I say, machine? And Eddie says, it gets worse, please, Liz. Just let me tell the story. So I said, okay. They go over to the tricep extension machine. Eddie does a set. And then he lets like 15 or 20 seconds pass in between the set because he thinks HIT workout. In case you're new here, HIT stands for high intensity interval training. And the guy goes, oh, you could take more of a rest if you need. I would give it like two minutes or so. And Eddie's like, I don't think anybody should take two minutes for the tricep extension machine but okay which if you're not following along there hit training is often done as like uh it doesn't necessarily have to be a circuit but supersets like they're it's intervals so you want to be moving fast and typically like you don't really even use machines 
But the tricep machine in itself is an accessory movement. It's not like a squat where you need to take like a long rest in between. But anyway, so they go and Eddie's like, I'm just, I'm going to go. And the guy's like, okay, I want you to go to like a hundred pounds. And Eddie's like, I can't do a hundred pounds for 10 reps right now. Like I haven't worked out in eight months. And the guy's like, yeah, you don't need to do eight reps. Just give me a good like four. Eddie couldn't even get the first rep down. The guy's helping him the whole way. He's like, sir, this weight is simply too heavy for me. But the guy doesn't care. After that, he's like, all right, we're going to go do pull-ups. And Eddie's like, ah, I don't really want to do pull-ups. Like I can hang on the bar because it helps to like stretch out and decompress my spine. But I don't want to be doing pull-ups because again, herniated disc. And the guy's like, no, 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 we'll just do assisted pull-ups. So like they'll, they'll just be assisted. And Eddie's like, I don't really know. Like if it starts to hurt, I'm going to stop. But all right, let's try it. So he goes over and Eddie's about, uh, what do you say? Eddie's about like 180 pounds, I believe. And the guy was like, okay, let's do 200 pounds. And he's like, well, I'm going to, I'm heavier than 200 or I'm lighter than 200 pounds. So I'm going to have to press down to get the machine down and then lift up and it's going to hurt my back. And the guy's like, no, you won't. And Eddie's like, sir, I don't think you know how this machine works. So anyway, they get through the rest of their garbage workout. And the guy's like, oh, I wrote up a meal plan for you. And Eddie's like, I don't need your meal plan. And the guy's like, go just take it because I, I, I already wrote it up. Eddie looks at it. 1700 calories. And he's like, um, is this my basal metabolic rate? And the guy's like, no, no, I took that and I added 500 for exercise. So you're, you're going to be eating 1700 calories. He had him at 1700 calories, 180 grams of carbs. This is a full ass grown man. Okay. 1700, like when I'm in my max deficit, I'm eating 1500 and Eddie's got about 60 pounds. I mean, granted, I probably have higher intensity of like exercise and burn more calories that way because he's not really going full intense. But I just got so irritated. And luckily, he's the type of person who did have a little bit of of experience. Like he knew that those exercises like that, that wasn't a hit workout. He knew that 1700 calories was way too low for him. But it like slightly enraged me as much as I laugh because I'm like, who the fuck hired this guy? How the fuck did he pass his exam or did he pass his exam and did this LA Fitness just hire him because they needed people? And you really have to know your shit if you're going to be a trainer. Other people are counting on you, especially like luckily, like I said, Eddie knows his shit. But imagine like a high school girl coming up to this guy. She'd be starving herself for the rest of her life. So it kind of just pissed me off. And like, I hate commercial gym training. I think like it's all such a scam. They just have one template. They give it to everybody. They're concerned on making money. They're not concerned about your well-being. I can't speak for everyone, but this is a perfect example of it. And it just, it honestly blew my mind. Like I was laughing, but also pissed 
at the same time. So I was like, I got to tell this story because if you see red flags like with your trainer, ask me, please, or just train with me instead because you don't need that nonsense. And whoever that guy is, like, I'm going to find you and you need to step back from your, I'm kidding. I'm not going to find you, but please don't be a trainer. You're not meant for it. Okay. Anyway, though, let's get a, let's get a move on with some topics this week. Not too much going on, but the Emmys were on this week and I did write some notes. I only have like six notes. Overall, I thought the Emmys were great. I never really watch a uh, award show until the end. I will say, I mean, beef swept the floor and so did Succession. I hate when there's like categories where multiple of my favorite shows like Succession and The Last of Us being up against each other. I'm like, but Succession was so good. But The Last of Us was so good, but Succession's so good. And then I sit there like a gross fangirl. But I get it. Like Beef was a limited series and Succession's last season was this season. And whenever it's their last season, you know they're going to win. But I thought like, I don't know. I guess like though, that's just what it is. Like it's not about equality when it's awards. You can't just give someone this one because Beef got all the rest of them. Like, if it's a superior show, it's a superior show. So, I guess ignore me on that one. Anyway, here are my notes. Number one, Travis Barker. Oh, Travis Barker playing the drums to In the Air tonight was iconic. What a great moment. I will say that I did not realize that like 90% of his skin was skin graft. And that's why he has the all the tattoos apparently he was in like a burning plane or something like that. I don't know. My brother told me. Um, and that's horrifying, but I guess he's okay now. I don't know. Anyway, I burned myself like just a little patch on my leg and it hurt like hell. I can't imagine like, like that scene from the outsiders where what's his face, Ralph Macchio's character, Johnny, right? Johnny is like burnt to death. Oof. What a book. What a book. Anyway, there needs to be less talk of time running out. Yeah, I get it. There was like a whole bit with, what was his name? Anthony Anderson's mom or whatever his name was. And she's like, time's running out. But this happened at the Golden Globes too. And there's too much time of spent on like, you don't have enough time or I got to make this short or, oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. Like just say what you want to say and get off the stage it kind of loses the element when everybody's so like oh my gosh there's not enough time ah i'm like just get it let's just go like say your thank yous cry a little bit and let's get a fucking move on you know pedro and karen's beef is insane i think the relationship between pedro pascal and karen colkin is one of my favorite relationships to this day it goes taylor swift and travis kelsey and then right under it it goes karen colkin And Pedro Pasquale. And if you're not following along, I'm not even going to repeat it because me repeating it will not do any justice to the way that these two actually interact with each other. All I have to say is that Kieran Culkin is Roman Roy. 
the way that he talks and acts and his facial expressions is Roman Roy. And I don't know if like Kieran made Roman the way he is because Kieran's the way he is or vice versa. But I feel I have some comfort in the sense that Roman Roy in some sense will live on through Kieran Culkin. And I want all the fake beef between him and Pedro Pascal. I do want to actually know what happened to Pedro Pascal's shoulder, though, as long as he's okay to film the second season of Last of Us, though. I don't really care. Okay. Note number four. I, oh, I loved when Matthew, what's his last name? Hold on. Let me Google this. Because I'm going to butcher it. Matthew McFadden. That's what it is. Matthew McFadden got on stage when he won his award, which, by the way, I didn't realize that him and Sarah Snook were not American. News to me. I don't know. He got on stage and said, I would really love to thank my TV wife, Sarah Snook, for being so awesome, blah, 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 blah. And I would also really like to thank my TV wife, Nicholas Braun. (laughs) And I threw my hands up in the air and I said, justice for cousin Greg. Greg is one of my favorite characters. Nicholas Braun had like, God, so underrated. I get it. He had a smaller part than the rest of them in succession. But holy shit, was that one hell of a funny character. And he made the show for me. So that was Nicholas Braun's like five seconds of fame. Justice for Cousin Greg. That's all I got to say. The Grey's reunion was kind of disappointing. You know, they prefaced it. Like I was seeing a lot of teasers on social media, like Grey's Anatomy reunion. And then they're, they said it like the commercial break before. They're like, and when we come back, a Grey's Anatomy reunion. You can't, you say Grey's Anatomy reunion. And here's the people that come off the top of my head. I think Meredith, I think McDreamy, I think McSteamy. I think George, Izzy, Christina, and Bailey. And Richard, okay? Oh, and Alex. Okay, I'll say and Alex. We got Alex, Izzy, Meredith, Bailey, Richard. Which isn't bad. You know, we got we got Izzy back out there. But where the fuck is George? Where the fuck is Christina? Where the fuck is Derek? You can't... You cannot give me Grey's Anatomy reunion and not have Derek in there. It makes no sense. So it was mildly disappointing. I get it. I mean, they can't have everybody on there. There was a lot of them. But Derek's like really off the bat, like first scene of Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. I was mildly disappointed. Great that we got to see Izzy Daniels, but I wanted more. It's fine, though. It's fine. I did like what they did, though, with the bringing back scenes of old like old tv shows a lot of them i didn't get i've never watched um what was ally mick ally mick something uh i've never seen cheers actually which is sad but i thought that was a really cool and interesting way it was almost like a little broadway play you know uh it was it was cool it was very different and made for a fun uh fun show they I saw this on, so it came into my head when the It's Only Sunny cast came up and 
I'm not going to say their name. It's like Rob McElhaney or something and his wife are in the show. And they're up on the stage or whatever. And I thought to myself for a second, wait, the Eagles are playing right now. And I only know who they are because I've only watched like a few episodes of It's Always Sunny. So besides that, they were on New Heights because Rob McElhaney was bidding for the Princess Diana Eagles vintage jacket that Travis Kelsey's wife had signed. I think her name's Kylie, Kylie Kelsey. And he comes on the podcast talking about it. He's like, I kept getting outbid. I would put in like an offer for an insane amount and I would get outbid. And then finally, my wife was like, it's me, you dumbass. I'm the one outbidding you. Great segment, better told on their podcast, but they were talking about how they're like, you know, they, they're on It's Always Sunny. They're Philadelphia people. They're huge Eagles fans. Can't relate. Poor taste, if you ask me. But I just had that thought of like, oh, the Eagles are playing and here they are. Sure enough, they posted a picture on Twitter. Rob was watching the Eagles game at the Emmys. And honestly, I don't blame him. Big, big night for the Eagles and down they went. And down they went. I just thought it was funny, though. Celebrities, they're just like us. That's what they say. Um, last note, the tribute had me in tears. You forget how long the year is. Like, when they showed Twitch's face, I was like, holy crap, that was this year? It just, it seems like, I don't know. It, it also, like, I mean, it happens. Like, not everybody's death is tragic. Twitch's was tragic. Matthew Perry's was tragic. But a lot of those people were just old age just comes and get you you know it's it's a part of life but it was so like it was sad to me how long it was like there was just so many names up there I did hear rumors of a friend's reunion and that did not happen I think it honestly though it was probably too soon anyway so I can't blame them um I think Jennifer Anderson was there though because the morning show and whatnot what was I gonna say um I'm curious, you know, I'm curious to see how many times Charlie, like Charlie Puth did a great thing. He wrote that song because it meant something to him, but he's got to relive it a lot now. (laughs) Like, be careful what you write a song about. Um, I knew they were going to end with Matthew Perry and it's just, it gives me chills every time. It's, ugh, it makes me not happy. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I liked how they put in people though that were like screenwriters or in cost like people that had big parts that we wouldn't know because they deserve the recognition and the people in the room probably know them and that's really what matters but yeah that's my emmys recap that ended on a sad note excited for the oscars though although i do watch a lot more tv than movies but i'm almost done with sopranos i'm making my way through other than that though you know another week another dollar as they say, we do have a lot to get into and I want y'all to I want y'all to whip out your pen and pencil and take some notes during this episode. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. All right, guys, let's get into some weekly highlights for the week. My non-health and fitness related highlight, easy. I got ducked this week. Yes, you heard me correctly. I got ducked. <laughs> Um, I've been having a rough time lately and I left work the other day a few minutes after Tamara did and I look on my door 
and I've got a cute little skeleton duck with a little pink nose sitting on my passenger door handle. And I text Tamara, OMG, did you duck me? And she responds back with a smiley face. Little things like that make me so damn happy. And I am just so thankful to have a friend like that. A friend who knew that I was having a bad time. So she said, you know what? Here's a rubber duck. That's all I needed. All I needed. So it's a highlight because, yes, it made me smile. But it's a highlight because it just made me like it was one of those moments where I was like, gosh, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky to have this person in my life. Not to get all sappy. That's where I'll end. That's where I'll end that. Um, my health and fitness related highlight. This is actually a pretty cool one. So I had asked John at the gym if he could give me a like a mobility test. Kind of see like w- w- or, or not like a mobility t- test, but almost like a muscular test. Let's see where my imbalances are. What's stronger? What do I need to focus on? Uh, and it was really easy. I mean... It's something that I couldn't do to myself, but he did it in like three minutes. He basically just, I had to fight his resistance um, in a few different exercises, but the turnout was my left glute and my left quad are stronger than my right and so as, but my right hamstring is stronger than my left. So the solution here. And we noticed it because like my squat was getting a little bit off. The solution is to focus for a little bit on unilateral exercises because the other leg can't compensate for the one that you're targeting. So it really just helps you focus on both and kind of bring up the imbalance to match and even out. Um, But we had a really good conversation last week and he said, you know, this isn't backed by science or anything but like we spend so much time trying to place our feet evenly and whatever and obviously whatever you need for balance is great but our bodies are not perfect our bodies aren't completely symmetrical like we're going to have imbalances one leg might be a little bit shorter than the other one boob might be a little bit bigger than the other these are normal things we're not perfect symmetrical human beings so we need to stop training like we are. I don't know. We'll see where his theory gets him. Maybe he'll be like the next uh, scientist. I don't know. They'll put him on the airport wall. I'm making no sense right now. They put famous people up on the wall at the airport. And I'm still waiting for the Jonas Brothers. But I'm getting off track. Those are my quick little highlights for the week. I encourage you, as always, to pick out two things that made you smile. This week are two things that you're proud of because times might be tough, but we always have we always have little things to look forward to. And your mindset will take you so far, so far. Alrighty, guys, I got a hard pill for you all to swallow today. As a trainer, my job is to take you out of your comfort zone. You know, like things haven't been working on your own or you don't know what to do on your own. So I'm here to help you and push you and and hold you accountable. And a lot of the times I get excuses from my clients or talking to my friends. I hear excuses and I don't take them. And it's all out of love. You know, it's no meanness. It's not like a you're a bitch type of thing. But it's like, hey, you came to me because you want me to hold you accountable. I'm going to hold you accountable. And trust me, life can really beat you sometimes. I've gotten a rough beating 
from life, but you decide how you handle it. So I thought that y'all could Santa listen to the top five excuses that I hear from people, not necessarily clients, and why I think they're bullshit. Okay. I am reading Be Useful by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he had this one line or paragraph where he said, people always ask you, but Arnold, when do you sleep and, and when do you rest? And he says, I said sleep is for babies and rest is for the retired. And I said, that's it. That is it. That is what I'm trying to convey. If there's shit that you want to get done in life, you got to freaking do it. Okay, you can rest when you're retired. So let's get into these. The first excuse, I'm too busy. This one makes me laugh, okay? Because, and I think it's it's part of it's because I came, I come from a family where my dad is an immigrant. He came here and did not have anything. He did not have parental guidance. Not that he didn't have like lo- a loving parent, but his parents were busy working trying to help them survive. So my dad was on his own. He built his way up working multiple jobs. Um, and he kept his health in check. Does he keep his health in check now? He goes to the gym, I will say. We're working on the food part, but he has stayed in physical shape over these whole years. But I've just always filled so much of my schedule working and, and doing activities and taking on things that I laugh when people say like, I'm too busy. And I don't have the hardest life. I grew up in a nice home, you know, like I got to go to college and I'm very fortunate, but my dad was not that fortunate. He grew up with nothing but his brothers. Like he almost got kicked out of school, like every semester for not having enough money, but he found his way to the gym. He found a way to keep active even when he like could barely afford the clothes that were on his back. So it's a little bit of if I can do it, you can do it. But if my dad can do it, then you could do it too because he doesn't come from any sort of privilege. You know, when I was in college and I tell this story often, I, first of all, I'll always say that I've been an attentive student. I didn't go to college and like not give a shake. Some people do and then they graduate good for them. I was taking hard classes and I was trying to get A's because I just for my mental sanity, you know, and I've always been that type of student. This one semester I was taking 15 credits. I always worked. I worked as a personal trainer and I also worked an internship part-time back at home. So I was waking up a few days. I was going down there for full days, coming back, taking night classes, finding time for my clients. And I still got to work out in there. So when I have people who are like, I I'm too busy with school. I'm too busy with work. I'm like, I respectfully don't want to hear it. If it was important to you, then you would find a way to get it done. My boss, when I trained at Rutgers, would always tell us, you know, during finals week, encourage your clients, remind them, you know, take a half hour to work out. You don't even have to get yourself to a gym, but do some sort of movement. You will come back to your studies with your brain more refreshed if you take this little break and exert some energy. Like, I think it's like scientifically proven, although I don't have the facts in front of me. If it's important to you, you will find the time. You're not busier than the next person. 
We all have shit that we have to do. That's just the way to like the most outright way I could say it. We all have shit we have to do. You're not the only one who has a kid. You know, you're not the only one who has to look, look after a sibling. You're not the only one who has two jobs. You're not the only one in school. It's there's so many people like that out in the world who manage to find time. You can find it too. I'm too busy. Not a good excuse for me. Okay. Second excuse. I live with my parents, so I can't. Everyone, I I will preface this by saying everybody's home situation is a little bit different. So I'm not going to say that this does apply to everybody. But I grew up in a household where my mom made us dinner every night. And my mom didn't feed me drunk like crap all the time. You know, like we weren't getting like fried foods and like all the sugary cereals and stuff like my mom you know she would have a vegetable a meat a carb things like that but when I began became serious about tracking my macros and and wanting to lose weight I said to her mom I love your food you are fantastic at cooking but I need to make my own meals for a little bit because I just really need to know what I'm putting in my body. I have this goal. I'm really serious about it. I don't feel comfortable in my body and I really want to. And she could have reacted two ways. The way that she did react was like, an okay, fend for yourself. Go for it. Just don't rack up my grocery bill. But some people I know, hold on, let me adjust here. Oh my gosh, if you're watching on YouTube, that was horrible. Sorry. Um, some people I know have rules in their house where it's like, I can't cook. My parents won't let me, blah, blah, blah. You can't change the way that your parents are, but you can establish healthy boundaries for yourself. My, in my opinion, your parents should, and not everyone's are, but your parents should be your biggest supporters. You know, if my mom came to me and scoffed in my face when I say that, that would be a red flag for me because as my mom, you should be encouraging me to feel more comfortable in my body or to follow my dreams, etc. Not making me feel bad about them. Your friends shouldn't do that. Your family shouldn't do that. Have you had the conversation with your parents before you're giving me that excuse? Have you told them that this is what you want to do? Listen, my dad, like he loves to get dessert. And there's times where I'm like, dad, I want to spend time with you, but I don't want to get dessert. Like I've eaten out already this week. And I just I just don't want to. And he gets it and he doesn't get butt hurt. I'm like, but I'll come over and we can hang. Like we can watch a movie together. It doesn't have to be centered around food. So if you're using that as an excuse, first ask yourself if you've had the conversation with your parents. And if you have and it hasn't gone well, establish that boundary for yourself and just know that you deserve better and that I support you. Sappy. Oh my gosh. Number three. I want. I just want to relax after work. I'm too tired, bitch. Me too. Okay. All like I am so freaking happy when I'm driving home from the gym after work, and I realize that after I shower, I can plop down in my bed, and it's finally time to end. But I'll tell you what, I would f- not feel as good if I was skipping my workouts every day. The workday can be very stressful. It is very tiring. That's why it's so important for me to get my workout in afterwards so I can be alone, so I can de-stress. I can release some endorphins. 
You know, it just helps me manage my stress better. Like Arnold said, relaxing is for retired people. You can relax now, but you're not going to be relaxing later if you fuck over your body today. And what's more important, sitting in your bed for an extra hour every night or feeling comfortable in your body? Ask yourself that. Number four, it's my genetics, bro. Everyone's bodies are built differently. That is a fact. Some people are more wide boned. Some people are more narrow boned. Some people gain weight very easily. Some people do not gain weight easily at all. But your genetics will not stop you from being what you want to be. You know, if you are, let me think of an example here. Oh gosh. If you're Nikki Blonsky, you know, and you want to look like Charlie D'Amelio, it might not be in your bone structure to be that, that narrow, but it doesn't mean that you can't lose weight. It doesn't mean that you can't build muscle. It doesn't mean that you could be the Charlie D'Amelio version of yourself. Charlie D'Amelio was so random. I don't even know where that came from. I was just thinking of tiny people. Um, For so long, I thought to myself, oh, it's my period. Oh, it's my genetics. Oh, it's my birth control. It was just me being a fat ass. I'm not going to lie. It was literally, people are so scared of that word these days, the word fat. Own it. You you don't have, like if you're offended by it, then just work harder. Not that you should be going around calling other people fat. It's rude. But I don't think it's like, it's not something to be in denial about. So if you're somebody that uses your genetics as an excuse, your period just not working hard enough or not letting enough time pass. Okay. And number five, last but not least, just the general, I can't. No, you can. You just don't want to. Okay. There are some instances where this applies. I can't bench 300 pounds right now. I know for a fact that I cannot do that. (laughs) But if I'm spotting you and I'm helping you out and you say, I can't do two more reps, I can't. No, bitch, you can. Your body just doesn't want to. And trust me, when I'm in your position, my body doesn't want to either. And I'm probably screaming the same thing, but I'm going to keep pushing through it. Don't tell me that you can't. Just, it's not that you can't, so you don't want to. Or it's not a no, it's a not yet. You know, that was something one of my high school track coaches told me. I can't run. I said, I can't run a... uh Let's say I can't run a seven-minute mile. And he said, well, with that attitude, you never will. How about I can't run a seven-minute mile yet? It's all about perspective, baby. You put yourself out there like you're going to succeed. You hype yourself up and you will succeed. If you go around talking about yourself like you're some lame-ass loser, you will be a lame-ass loser. Period. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. Make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. And make sure that you subscribe on YouTube at Lifts with Liz as well. I hope you have a fabulous week. And I'll see you next Monday. <laughs>